Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. It's Wednesday, June 27th, 2018. Taz, Jim, and Peacock. The big story in the area is going to be the heat for the Canada Day long weekend, Dev. Yeah, we could uh, set a record on Saturday 34. Could be where we get to on Saturday. If we get to that, that would be a new record. Now, of course, it'll feel like the mid-40s, even with being the actual temperature yeah, at 34. I say that's the actual temperature then. If it feels like it's 44, then it's 44. What's the difference? If, if it again, if it feels like forty four, that's what I'm viewing it as. That's like if I if I punch Jim in the face and I say, "Oh, that was a love tap." Did it feel like a love tap, Jim? <laughs> no, it felt like a forty four. <laughs> uh, well, we uh, want to warn everybody: no matter how warm you get, you should not take. This isn't a laughing matter. You should not take freezies from strangers, especially the kids out there. And this is why. The Tash Show Podcast. For the second time in as many weeks, London police are investigating after a man was seen giving freezies to kids outside Aberdeen Public School near William and Gray Street. Hey, just a random question. How many hats did he have on? (laughs) Well, that's an odd question to ask, Taz. Probably just one. (laughs) He had multiple hats on, guys. Not one. Not two. I don't know exactly how many. (laughs) (laughs) Above two. But multiple, I would say, is more than two. And we know the description of one of the hats is a cowboy. One of them was potentially a cowboy hat. Mm, Maybe it was Brett Michaels of Poison. He's got the bandana and then the cowboy hat. (laughs) They do say when the weather's like this, you, you have to layer because it's a little cooler in the morning. And then through the day, it gets warm. So you don't want... Could be hard yeah, the to toque the cowboy hat. You lose most of the heat through your head. You want <laughs> nine hats on just in case it, it gets a little warm later on. Could be hard Take to tell because you're not putting a hat on top of the cowboy hat, right? That's 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 the cherry on top. It's easier to take a hat off if your head gets too warm than it is to put a hat on when you don't have one. Mm, very true. Always be prepared. A full description can be found at 980cfpl.ca. Police would like to talk to the men. Anyone with any information is asked to call London Police or Crime Stoppers. So if you usually wear multiple hats, but you don't give out candy and freezies to kids, you may want to limit your hat wearing to just one today. Because they're looking for someone with more than one hat on. Oh, why'd you pull me over, officer? It's because I'm wearing these hats, isn't it? Just because I've got seven hats on, suddenly you assume I'm up to something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm being pulled over for driving while hatting? Uh, you know what? You know what really sucks is we had we have this thing we were planning. We wanted with the ice cream bicycle, Jim. <laughs> right? <laughs> Friday, it's gonna be so hot. Yeah. We were we were trying to track down one of these ice cream bicycles, like the Dickie D three wheeler with the cooler on the front. <laughs> yeah. And we were either gonna send Jim or Juan the Colombian out to give out ice cream and tickets to rock the park to people. <laughs> but now I'm afraid. Especially because we're going to have them wearing 19 hats. <laughs> now I'm afraid that the cops are going to tackle them off the uh, the seat of the bicycle and arrest them. We're going to have to plan it out like the new uh, marijuana dispensaries. We're going to have to like keep it 300 meters away from every school, the route he goes on. That's right. Yeah. We may still do that on Friday to help you beat the heat and win some Rock the Park tickets. I think we need to have a meeting now after the show. <laughs> the Tash Show Podcast. If you've got the kids in the car, just a little warning here. We're about to talk about 
technological advances in the world of sex. Mm-hmm. Starting with this. There is now a sex robot that will turn you down if it's not in the mood. Okay. Sexbot Samantha is the name of this. And it was demonstrated to an audience of stunned academics at one of UK's leading science villages. I, I would be stunned too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, check out this new sex doll. Hey, you want to have sex? No. <laughs> what is the point? I don't mean to sound creepy, but what's the point? Samantha has been designed to purr like a kitten and whisper endearments, but only if you stimulate her the correct way. So you've got to play your cards right. Otherwise, Samantha the sex doll is not going to be in the mood. What is it? That's like if you hired a robot to build cars for you and it took a me day and didn't come <laughs> into work on Wednesday. You know what? I'm really going through a tough time <laughs> at home. There's a lot building up, and I'm just kind of stressed right now. <laughs> I mean, come on. My uncle passed away. I need some time. Do you need a death certificate? I have misplaced it. <laughs> uh, sex robot. That will say no if it's not in the mood. Here's uh, This is really interesting. There's another guy. This one's in the UK as well. 44-year-old guy named Andrew Wardle just had an operation to get a bionic penis. Whoa. Yeah. That's something, huh? <laughs> so uh, he wasn't born with a penis. So they took skin from his forearm... To create it, and then they, does he, I'm just picturing a penis-shaped hole in his forearm now. <laughs> Is that called foreskin? <laughs> Forearm skin. <laughs> And uh, they, they installed a pump so he can pump it up. Here is Andrew talking about his new bionic penis. I feel like the bionic man. I had a very small brother at first, so I couldn't drink. Because if I had, I, I, I figured it out, if I had one pint, I was at the toilet six times. If I took amphetamine or cocaine, it was, I would never have to go to the toilet. So I kind of used that as a crutch, and then I used it as an excuse not to go to bed with women that was drugged up. So it kind of, in a weird way, it really helped me. But in the long run, it really damaged me. The suicide attempts came about, it's because, as I've got older, I've learned it's, wasn't about me, it's because you don't fit into the world, so you don't, there's not a place for you, you're always moving on. Normally, this surgery, it's like three operations of surgery, and because of all the other operations that's led up to it, he said it's by, by far easily the world's, he, he put it down as a million dollar penis. That's actually my bum, that's the hair, that, that's basically, because they took it, they gave me a bum lift. And that's actually my, my, my bottom, so my, my bum's really tight there. And they moved that onto there and they moved my arm where my penis is. And they built a penis out of it. They, they can make it bigger by putting two pumps in or one pump. <laughs> and uh, the surgery for it, we can put two, I don't, I don't really, you know, I'm not, I'm not a porn star. I just, just, one is fine for me, you know. And I've got feeling in everything now, it's completely, it's amazing. Oh, that's great. Andrew, it sounds like you went through some real downtimes, but he's about to experience some serious uptimes <laughs> with his new bionic penis. 
This is this is uh, this is great news. The doctor has just cleared Andrew to lose his virginity to his <sighs> long-term girlfriend at the age of forty-four. Aww. What a sweetheart she must be, huh? Yeah, yeah. To love him for who he is, and now he's got his new bionic penis. She's thinking, hmm, maybe we should have put that second pump in, though, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. Go big or go home. <laughs> that reminds me, I have to pick my son up early from daycare today. I'm going to have to leave at 3. The Tash Show Podcast. So, a woman in British Columbia was fired from her job as a waitress at a restaurant on a golf course because there was customer complaints about her not wearing a bra while she was serving tables. And the boss said, listen, you got to start wearing a bra. She said, no, I have a medical condition. I'm not going to do it. So they fired her. And now she's gone to the media and she's fighting back. We're interested to get the female opinion here. Jana's on the phone. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? What are your thoughts? If your boss told you you need to start wearing a bra, how would you react? Uh, see, I'm one of those women who... I could probably get away one way or the other without wearing one, and no one would probably be aware. So I think I'd be, like, relatively safe. But You I could mean, fly like, under the radar. Probably. I could probably, I mean, unless it's, like, a really cool day or something. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's catching on unless you're paying really close attention. Um, and in that case, it's their problem, not yours. Well, I mean, like, I think about it in terms of, like, where I work. Like, I work in an environment with a lot of, um, with a lot of vulnerable and, um, I'm trying to think of, like, I work in a homeless shelter, essentially. Okay. Um, so, like, I, I'm in an environment where, I, yeah, I, just to err on the side of caution, I'm not doing anything to draw any extra attention to any right. body part like that, because, I mean, that's that's the last thing generally you want in, in those situations but I feel like if my boss were the one to, to outwardly say that I think that would I don't know that would be problematic I would feel just because like why is he why is he bringing it up exactly but and, this this was because of complaints from customers see and then that's I mean, do you think it would have been okay for him to make the suggestion, like, hey, we've had these complaints, do you mind doing this and let her decide instead of threatening her with uh, being terminated? Oh, absolutely. I think, and I think there's also, like, I mean, I don't, again, I don't know the, the nature of her medical condition, but I mean, like, sports bras still offer, you know, coverage without being restricting. Like, there, there are always other options. So, I mean, like, that's definitely something that I think should have just been suggested to her is like, hey, and then when she came back with that medical, I mean, I'm confused as to how there's not another, like, woman on staff there, like, HR or someone who's like, hey, you know what? Yeah. This makes Was sense. the boss I mean, a male? The boss was a male. The boss was a male, but there was a story that came out a few months ago that was also Canadian, and it was a female boss who told a female employer to wear, uh, wear a bra, employee to wear a bra, and it was still deemed sexist and inappropriate. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It also could just be, like, a generational, like, I personally don't care one way or the other. Like, your body is your choice, and if you're mm-hmm. comfortable not wearing one, and I see, you know, and it's cold and I see some nips, then, like, whatever. That's your, <laughs> you clearly don't care that it's happening. I don't care that it's happening. Like, <laughs> But I mean, I get it. Uh, it's not going to be happening this weekend because it's no, supposed to no. feel like 44 degrees. <laughs> well, I hope not. I mean, 
Who knows? Well, I mean, at my work, I'll probably end up seeing some nip, but it'll probably not be female nip. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gianna. Hey, Tara, what do you think of the uh, the woman who was fired for not wearing a bra? So, I definitely think that if she had a medical condition, which I've never heard of that, but <laughs> that she can't wear a bra, there's other ways to technically wear a bra. She could wear a tight tank top. She could wear a sports bra, a padded tank top, anything you know, she's 25, so I'm sure exactly like you said, they're not drooping. But there's ways to still contain them and hold them in. <laughs> there's other containment units. Yes. <laughs> or if it's the nipples that are a problem. like, But, again, I can't imagine if a boss, a male boss, asked a woman to start wearing pasties or Band-Aids <laughs> over her nipples. <laughs> that would go over any better than this story. Yeah, I, I think I might have to agree. <laughs> Jim, what are the uh, FM 96 listeners saying online about this story? Krista McKenzie says, underwear is not a necessity. I have no problems with dress codes, but nobody has the right to tell me what undergarments to wear. Krista Miller says, I'm sorry, but things are getting out of control. Brawless on your own time, but at work? Wait, brawless on your own time, but at work? That's better. <laughs> Be professional. So then it's okay if she... So then it's okay if she wore a skirt without underwear? No, that would also be inappropriate. Alora Rose says they're allowed to have a dress code. So yes, I've had a waitress who chose not to wear a bra to work. And as a woman, I get it that it can be uncomfortable at times. But it was a very unpleasant experience. One I hope to not have to encounter again. Danielle just sent us a text message. says, I'm guessing the people who complained were female customers who were upset about their husbands and boyfriends being distracted while they have a nice meal. I, I do think that is the irony here, because, I mean, it, they do say, oh, this is so sexist, but I also believe that text is correct, that it's mostly women complaining, because here's another comment we have from Jim, not me. I think the employer uh, has a certain uh, has a right to keep a certain level of professionalism at the workplace, especially in a restaurant. I love seeing wiggly boobies under a T-shirt. <laughs> But it's not always about me. <laughs> uh, thanks, other Jim. Uh, the story is up there. FM 96 Facebook fan page if you'd like to comment. The Tash Show Podcast. It is going to be hot in the London area. We're expecting highs in the low 30s to mid 30s, feeling like the mid 40s with the Humidex. And what's crazy about that, like that's, that's crazy it's going to be that hot, but... Out in Newfoundland, apparently they're still getting snow. A uh, picture was tweeted from Bergio, Newfoundland, showing roads were covered in a thin layer of snow earlier this week. That's crazy. So we weren't sure. Like, is this a hoax? Is this, is this picture from a while ago? So we want to check in. Let's call a gas station in Bergio, Newfoundland. <phone rings> See if this is for real. Hello. Hello. How are you this morning? Good. Who are we speaking with? Lenora. Hi, Lenora. It's Taz and Jim calling from London, Ontario. Yes. We're just wondering, is it snowing out there? No, it's not snowing where I'm to. No, was it snowing this week? Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, we, as fellow Canadians, we just wanted to call and say we feel for you guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we're expecting 30 degrees Celsius, feeling like 40 this weekend here in Ontario. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's the forecast there like? 
Right now is like seven degrees. Seven wow. degrees. So for Canada Day, you guys are going to be wearing toques and mitts and scarves. Probably. That's wild. Do you own a, a snowmobile at least? Yes, I yeah. do. Good. So there's the positive. You're getting your money's <laughs> worth out of your snowmobile. Yeah. And you work at the gas bar. Do you get a discount on gas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet deal. You're living the life. <laughs> Uh, when do you think summer is going to start? The summer weather is going to start there in Newfoundland. I, uh, your guess is so good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope it's sooner than later. Thanks for uh, letting us check in with you this morning, okay? Where you say you are? We're in London, Ontario. And what's your name again? Taz and Jim. Yeah, we're calling from FM 96. Oh, my goodness. We're on the radio. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> we needed an expert. <laughs> We're seeing these pictures coming out of your area, and we couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a bit of snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, try and stay warm and have a happy Canada Day in Newfoundland. Oh, we'll do that. The Tash Show Podcast. Um, so, Arizona Diamondback Archie Bradley says he once pooped himself before, right before he went into a game. I was warming up to go in a game. And um, I knew I had the next hitter. I knew he was on deck. It's a 2-2 count, and I'm like, man, I have to pee. So I run in our bathroom real quick. I'm ready to go, and I'm trying to pee. And I actually, I pooped my pants. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know I'm a pitcher away from going in the game, so I'm scrambling to clean myself up. I get it cleaned up the best I can, button my pants up, and our bullpen coach, Mike Ferris, said, hey, you're in the game. I stepped out the bathroom. I was like, hey, am I okay? I just, I just. So, like, I'm about to go into this game, and they didn't believe me. They didn't believe me until they, unfortunately, saw the mess in the bathroom because I didn't have time. I was like, I got to go in the game. I just felt awkward and, and uncomfortable and just gross. Yeah, I bet. That, that's panic right there. The, you, the, the, he had one pitch to get everything cleaned up. That is insane. That's you not would, enough time. No, no. Like, Please don't throw a fastball. Give me a couple <laughs> extra seconds. Please change up at I, the very least. Ironically, he then went out to work a clean inning. Like he had to, everything went perfectly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of baseball and poop stories out there. Remember Chan Ho Park? The interview he did? Yes. Oh, this is classic. I had a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you want to know? Your manager said you were sick. Yeah, I had a lot of diarrhea. Yeah, I had a diarrhea and then... Uh... Oh, why is it funny? No. I mean... <laughs> Save it. Yeah, uh, off day, off day, I had a lot of diarrhea, so, and I feel afraid. Uh, There's all the other guys in the bullpen just killing themselves. <laughs> That's contagious laughter. I guess in his culture, it's telling people you had a, a lot of diarrhea. <laughs> if you ever a bad a game, deal. though, like what a great excuse because nobody wants to follow up with that. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. Right. Yeah.
George Brett has the best story. Oh, George Brett does have the best pooping diarrhea story. We uh, let's pull it up. Should we play it coming up here? We should, although we got to make sure because he he does swear in it. Right, that's why I'm not playing it right now. <laughs> he, but the funny thing about that is he was like George Brett would desperately wanted to tell the this was at Royals training camp, and he was caught on mic. He follows the guy across the field to finish telling his story. Yeah, at the one point he said, "You know, I'm good for it twice a year." <laughs> <laughs> right side, back to the right, gentlemen, both hands, right side. Part of the left side. My pants last night. I did. Went out and had a great meal, just a great meal. And I had to go to the bathroom so bad in the car, I'm going, travel, hurry up, man. I got a I had my pants. I'm good uh, twice a year for that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, do we want to get into the details about the next day? Next day, he woke up and he had a the best tapered one ever, <laughs> double tapered. The sentence though is <laughs> the sentence was great though because he had uh, who's pitching today? Oh, <laughs> yeah, the end. Who's pitching today? All right, that's the best I could do with short notice. There's yeah, a lot funny. of swearing on the field as well. It's yeah. not just all. It's not all pants pooping and and hitting dingers. I, a baseball player should be the least likely to 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 make a mess in their pants. They have a bathroom right there and all the time in the world to use it. If you're a soccer player and you're on the field for 90 minutes. And the bathroom is a kilometer away. You don't have an excuse, but like every and those short shorts too. <laughs> yeah, you don't want an accident happening. The world will see. I've seen soccer players squat on the sidelines before, take and a pee. take a knee and pee on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a classic. If they really have to go during a game, who among us hasn't? I mean, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> the Tash Show podcast.